We are boothin'. Let's go. Welcome to Boothin. Boothin is a freestyle-oriented podcast, which is a framework around the tapestry of storytelling and uh, wandering between the couch cushions of my mind, uh, zigzagging to and fro between my eardrums, and uh, lint rolling between the crevices of that gray matter I got sitting somewhere, you know, right above my uh, my chubby cheekbones. So, uh, I am y'all, y'all. I am your resident president of (laughs) the class of 2008. Resident president of the class of 2008. Uh, Ultimate flex, definitely. uh, My political aspirations peaked in high school. uh, Class president three three years in a row. Uh, Anyways, um, how this works is I talk a little bit. I tell a story. uh, or kind of pontificate on the uh the this or that of this week and then i re-listen to the episode uh, i might cut a little bit out at you know somewhere that just falls entirely more flat than flat and uh then i make some note cards with the topics and spit a genuine off the top of the head freestyle and that's made entirely possible uh by people such as whiskey who produced the uh the intro uh beat there which at some point i am gonna freestyle on i'm just not sure if today's the day and that's one of the things i like about this pod is depending on uh you know the way gravity uh makes these words fall out of my mouth and onto the digitized page known as your mp3z then uh you know that depends on the instrumental i choose and kind of depends on the uh the general palette i'm trying to create uh sonically here with this here booth and podcast so without uh any further adult let's get after it um it is wednesday this is episode 19 19 and um if you know me i'm a, you know I, i'm that bad bunter you know uh when it comes to the game the game of life the game of hobbies the game of you know, musical aspirations, not a lot of follow through in my past, a lot of strong starts, but I didn't swing through, you know, just kind of safely made it on the first. Uh, but you know, I didn't know I, I loved podcasts. It took me almost, uh, eh, like 10 months, 11 months to get this one off the ground. I was talking about it for basically about a year, but 11 months of me just finding reasons not to do it. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm swinging through. I might, uh, you know, I might miss the ball some weeks, but, uh, honestly I'm here to play, you know, uh, and that, and you can tell how, uh, how athletic I was through the strength of my sports metaphors here. Um, 
and uh, I ought to kind of push the, my tongue out of my cheek before I bite it yet again. So, uh, yeah, how, how are you feeling? Huh? How's your horoscope reading? Somebody, uh, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I appreciate the lens of uh, astrology just as like a, a tool to think about your life and uh, maybe to provide a, a filter through which you uh, kind of replay your your memories or your uh, trepidations and kind of helps guide your your decision making like a a plinko ball on uh the price is right uh Bree drew carry naturally i'm talking sick elementary school youth uh campbell chicken soup staying at the house and uh really just sitting through the price is right so that you can watch the rosie o'donnell show um you know what i'm talking about if you're you're that millennial if you're that millennial uh manny then you know exactly what i'm talking about it was a rare type of sickness uh that we got to participate in the you know mid to late 90s to early aughts and yeah i mean how's your week you know how are you uh how are you making your way uh, my uh, my weekend was pretty awesome. I got back from good old Goldsberry. And uh, if you know anything about Goldsboro, and if you were involved in the music scene, which I'll have to just talk about, and honestly, I'd, I'd love to maybe make some sort of, uh, you know, two or two or three part series about that, the history of the local scene from when I grew up. I know there's uh, you know, a, a multitude of different scenes, but something that, that I held near and dear to me. But um, yeah, our uh, our buddy, this guy named Parker, who is in like a a Blink One Eighty Two type beat band, uh, was going to open a venue and call it the Boot, and that's because Wayne County, if uh, you know, if you squint, kind of looks like a boot. And so I was at the boot this weekend. I was at the boot contemplating boothing. And I got maybe the uh, the best. Uh, it, I got a compliment from mi madre, my madre, my mother. Uh, that really kind of, it really made me think about what I'm doing with this uh this whole operation, this whole platform, uh, and audience that we're building, the booth and team and myself, the producers I work with, the, uh, the visual artists, the listeners such as yourself. And yeah, my mom told me something that really just kind of, you know, it, it threw some fire on the wood stove known as my ticker. You know, my, my heart got raised a couple degrees because, uh, she told me that some mornings if she's missing me, uh, that she throws on an episode of Boothin and just to kind of, you know, be, I don't, I don't know, it's be around me, but just to hear what I'm up to. And it's not like I don't talk to my mom. I'd say I'm an at least once a week caller. Uh, not one of those, uh, long time listener, first time callers, you know, this is a, uh, you know, it's a pretty regular deal, and I go home every four or five weeks, something like that. But um, yeah, it just made me think like, what type of legacy is this whole thing 
um, you know, creating maybe legacies a bit over overshot, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it it was like the best. I don't know. I can't explain how good it made me feel. It was one of those things that first, um, and I think it might just be, you know, um, growing up as a kid who was kind of picked on a lot before, let's say up to, you know, sixth and seventh grade. Uh, so up through middle school, uh, I don't take compliments very well. It's something I've been trying to work on. Um, and so I just kind of was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. And then I kind of had a moment to myself, you know, I kind of stilled the, uh, I cre- I, you know, my brain created a, an anti-frequency to, you know, whatever gray noise was kicking around. And it was basically created that noise canceling effect. And, uh, you know, that happens to a lot of people when they're, you know, sitting on that porcelain throne or in the shower and I had a moment of clarity where I thought how cool it is that um you know this has enabled me uh to kind of reach out to people in a different way and I know there's a couple there's a good handful of uh of y'all boys that's that was the uh the name that Halen uh aka Groove Meister Groove Groovy Groove came up with and I'm still looking for a name for the listeners, but you know we're gonna keep kicking this can around until we score a a Telemundo level goal. Yeah, just uh, I don't know, just warm my heart a bit to think about you know my mom, and my dad playing Scrabble and having my podcast on in the background. And her words were uh, to see what rabbit hole you're going down uh, that week. And so if you're listening to this, mom, I love you. And, uh, and I also love that you gotten into the texting game. My mom was a, a late adapter for texting. Uh, really, you know, she was like one of those people who probably got the telephone last in terms of her, her technological adaptation. Uh, you know, if it was the early, you know, early 1900s, then she was probably still, you know, sending smoke signals. Uh, the neighbor would call, you know, they connect through the, uh, the operator, like as they used to back in the day, I think phone numbers were like three digits, you know, uh, and they'd say something along the line of, uh, you know, mama, y'all, y'all, are you, are you coming to dinner? And then she'd have that, that fireproof <laughs> blanket over the fire. And she's like, you know, whapping it and sending smoke signals and, you know, so, uh, so proudly, you know, she's into that new, that new, new technology, uh, in the day that she sends me a, a GIF or a GIF or a, whatever you call them things that, that will be tantamount to, uh, to individuals walking on the moon. So, uh, anyways, and there's other ways, um, you know, today I, I got off work and I just wanted to walk somewhere different. You know, I'm all about hitting my 10,000 steps on, a. And I probably at least six days a week, um, you know, I nail that mark. So today I went to a park that has a uh, disc golf range uh, park near me. And I was just walking around and I ran into my buddy, Eddie, who I haven't seen in a little while. And it was kind of a uh, fortuitous. I think that'd be the right word. It, it, it was uh, it was a good thing that happened that uh 
you know, I don't know how much I believe in the universe providing what you need or, you know, whatever along those lines. But, um, yeah, you know, I was just walking. I was jamming out to uh, like a Sam Harris making sense episode uh, that my buddy Rich Defer sent me. And then I just saw out of the corner of my eye, you know, Eddie, he's this, he's a, he's a big dude. He's like six foot something. And he's got uh, an epic head of dreadlocks. And, uh, and I saw him and it was one of those things where I was relieved that, uh, that just being in the right place at the right time provided me that opportunity. Uh, because Eddie's a, a dope drummer we've jammed, you know, in the past and he called me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And it was one of those things where I didn't pick up initially. I think it, retrospectively, I was thinking about it after I had ran into him. I think I was in maybe in Goldsboro that weekend, but Either way, I didn't pick up the phone for whatever reason it was. And then I, it's one of those things where like a day or two passed, I thought about it. And then I do this thing where I kind of get into my own head and I start to, you know, uh, get, start kickboxing with my, my, uh, sense of, uh, social worth or whatever. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's been too long. I bet he hates you. <laughs> you know, I, he thinks you're blowing him off. Uh, and then I'm like, and then I literally, I mean, I probably had two or three different times where I thought ah, I should just reach out and I don't know what happens to me. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty sorry excuse. You'll hear me talk about on this pod about, uh, you know, being bored or, uh, you know, chilling alone on the Island, which is not entirely true. I got people, uh, you know, ukulele Bob's fam basically adopted me and I, I hang out with his uh, ma and pa uh, two or three times a week, and we usually watch a little television. Um, and uh, also, I I eat family dinners with them, which is uh, is awesome. It's one of my favorite things I get to do. But you know, in terms of people my age, um, yeah, I I haven't really seen Eddie in a while. And then I ran into him, and I it felt good. I walked with them when they threw some discs, and then I realized that in terms of this whole. Uh, you know, universe provides what you need mantra uh, that, you know, I I had a conversation with this guy at Shikori, uh, which is like a, a, I highly recommend this little festival. I don't even know if I'd call it Lil. It's a three-day thing. Thursday, Friday. So actually, it's a four-day thing. And he was recommending disc golf because I was talking about how I was trying to be more active. And it's one of those things where it's like, you got to do it, you know? Um, uh, and it's, I'm that, uh, I'm that slow starter, baby. I, uh, you know, when it's like when I was young, I was trying to mow the lawn. I'd, I'd be, uh, pulling at that rip cord, trying to get the parachute of a motor going on that lawn motor. And uh, it would take me a bit. Have to prime the engine. Have to make sure you know I got gas in it. Obviously, because nothing's worse than uh, mowing the lawn and getting that fresh whiff of a green cut lawn onions, and you know building up them strong bunions in your mowing shoes. You know we all had them. Them them green gaddy zaddies that you'd wear in the yard. And uh, so yeah, you got you got to keep the tank full. But it takes me a little bit to get things going. And so I did actually, it, here's how, I don't want to say I'm resistant. This is like typical. I kind of realized it again after the fact, that little noise canceling uh, moment where it, uh, just a, 
a little bubble of a thought popped in my head and uh and i was left with just the uh the residual remnants of soap uh to kind of sort through and uh in that soap i realized this is another perfect example like where i ran into eddie uh we we got to walk and uh or i walked with him and his buddy uh whose name is slipping me um of course and i asked him twice uh anyways and it was like you know my resistance to trying new things although i've been disc golfing um and i gotta say uh you know shout outs to eddie and the the pod was another thing he was like hey man i've been listening to the pod and uh i just you know it's it's one of those weird things where it's uh i don't know it's i feel like it's connecting me with people um in ways that maybe i my natural instinct is not um you know uh is not likely to do and i just thought it was really cool and it's no it was no real ill will and i'm i mentioned this because i'm gonna hold myself accountable i'm gonna go throw discs with that guy uh and i like people like that where you know he was like i'm gonna get this guy he's like hey man i'm gonna get this guy you know tossing discs before you know it and uh it's cool when you have a, a friend like that who uh you know you don't always get to link up with but when you do it's a it's a good i don't know that's like a grown friendship you know when i was younger i'd be more worried about like you know and i guess i still got that 10 year old brain sometimes you know oh he must hate me i didn't answer his call oh he uh you know i don't know uh and i'm i'm not supporting necessarily being a flake i'm just saying i don't know it was cool it's cool just to to be adults about it and uh and know that everybody even if it's not like you're like you know writing books or doing crossfit everybody's busy in their own way uh even if you ain't doing a squat you're doing something right uh so <laughs> yeah that was cool and uh and then like the third kind of thing that lined up with the pod this week and I don't know if if you're a new listener, I, it's th- this thing's not always as self-referential, you know. I'm not I'm not always creating a recursive citation loop back to myself, uh, podcasting on this thing. But I uh, I saw my buddy JD, who's gonna be uh, one of my first guests. I gotta I gotta figure out you know how to get the whole setup going. But I think I know my imp- anyways. Um, and uh, I've mentioned him on the pod before, and he told me that this cool dude named rick who uh when jd and i were in downtown chameleons uh, which is like a cover band um he booked us to play his birthday and he's a businessman um has you know all these cool little businesses around uh north carolina i don't know how far his uh his business you know business uh business map spreads or whatever but he told me that rick uh listens to this podcast when he's walking his dog and uh he'll he'll make a uh you know a walk with his dog one episode and you know i usually say somewhere in the intro that this is about a commute length podcast but i think i'm going to start using a, a good dog walking as a measurement as well and i was just thinking about how funny it would be if one week I just dropped like a seven hour episode. <laughs> yeah. And see, you know, are you still walking your dog, Rick? <laughs> um, 
But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's just it's cool, and uh, and I appreciate you for listening. And if you know anyone who creates music or uh, visuals, or you create them yourself, feel uh, free to reach out to me um, through email. That's boothinpod at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-T-H-I-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or through the Instagram slash Twitter at boothin underscore pod. And you'll see all that. Uh, right up top underneath the uh, the description of the episode here in the show notes. So, that was kind of the, uh, the happenings of my week. And my drive home, you know, this is a full moon. And if you know anything about uh, uh, Wiccans or teachers, they both, uh, or emergency room operators or whatever, uh, all of us value the, uh, the effects of the moon on... Uh, on you know human behavior and this week as i was driving home uh i was i ended up uh watching uh bad boys for life with jd uh it was dark outside but not you know it was it was the sun was down but it was lit up because the moon uh you know the lord's nightlight was really uh working overtime on uh on that that cloud coverage out there and so as i was driving home down 40 uh it was i don't want to say terrifying but it was slightly uh scary because i must have seen at least 10 deer probably more you know i saw several clusters of deer just kind of standing by the highway and uh and i was wondering like what's going on in their head and i know um you know people say deer aren't conscious uh beings but, you know, I was just imagining that some of them are just, it's like living on the edge. You know, I was, I was, uh, cruising past, uh, them little, them little hoofed hoofies. And, uh, I was imagining, you know, we got a jumper. I was imagining it was like, yes, man, where he, uh, he, you know, sings that, uh, you from that edge, my friend. And so I had all these deer, I'm, I'm zipping, you know, 75, 79 something like that down uh, I-40. It's dark. And then I just, you're like zipping past these deer and they are, you know, 10, 10 feet from the road, counting the shoulder. And, uh, and I just imagine that it's kind of like their equivalent of uh human's bungee jumping, you know, just living on the edge, you know, is this going to be the thing that takes me out? I don't know, but it'd be worth it. And I, I just like to imagine that these deer just are uh, contemplating you know, the value of their existence on the side of the highway. And, uh, and maybe it's basically like their version of television. Uh, if you know, if you know anything about, uh, the entertainment industry, it's, it's strongly, uh, neglecting the, the venison, uh, base of audience. You know, there's all kinds of, there's like cat television you can throw on from YouTube or, uh, my, my neighbor, Mrs. Fran, uh had like a dvd that she put in to, for her cat to watch i think it was like a fish and other stuff and uh, there's like puppy television and i uh, we even have programming of those animals like the puppy bowl which is the alternative to the super bowl probably the most um you know uh triumphant uh accomplishment of humanity in this uh internet meme driven era but uh, the programming for deers is pretty lacking. And it was kind of made me sad because all these deers have, 
is uh, they get to try and creep up on hunters, which is the ultimate game, you know? Um, it's really, that's the high risk. Uh, I mean, that's basically like, you know, like binge drinking for, for 40 years for a deer. That's the risk associated with that. Like binge drinking and chain smoking, uh, Marlboro Reds 100s. Um, and if you know anybody who smokes Marlboro Red 100s, uh, you know that, you know, they probably, uh, wear boot cut jeans and have a cowboy hat covering that that horseshoe on top of their head that's appearing. And don't take this as hating on balding. And if I was really accomplished, then I would uh I'd plug four hymns here for for hair uh you know supplementation. But uh you know these deer we are entertaining them properly. So then they got to go stand by the highway and watch cars. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer. Maybe I want to almost get a, a system in my car because, you know, for some of them that uh, that like second and a half where you're zipping past, that's like all the music they're going to hear in a day. If you got your system bumped up uh, and God knows, hopefully you aren't on a skit on a, uh, you know, on an early 2000s, late 90s rap album or else that poor deer. The only thing they're going to get is, you know, Cedric, the entertainer, um, you know, ear blasting Kanye. Uh, for a little bit or you know whatever sketches you want or maybe just catching one little john ad lib you know you don't even get to hear uh, some of that snapping crunk music so we got to entertain these deer man they're just staring at traffic and then every once in a while one of them just has had enough and uh they either <clears throat> you know think you know that the other channel's better you know ah, i want to get across the road i think over there it's a little better <laughs> or they just uh they get tired of it and uh <laughs> and then they end up you know becoming like my entertainment on the way to work and so i've been watching these uh these two deer just slowly decay um on the side of the road and it's really gross but it kind of reminds me of like when an animal would die in the woods when i was a kid uh and if you grew up in the country you know about this i don't know about the city you know i think some kids get like a stand by me type experience where they're like, you want to see a dead body? But uh, for us growing up, it was just, you know, animals. Or, uh, you know, deer. Actually, I haven't really seen that happen a lot. Uh, but I would I would hear stories about sometimes people killing a deer and it not meeting the specs or, you know, them not wanting to waste a tag on it. So they dump it somewhere. But I think that might have just been a myth like, uh, you know pop rocks and cola and all that and so this deer sees the other side of the road and they're like i want to get over there i think that channel's better sometimes they don't make it and uh if you've ever played frogger you know that uh navigating the murky waters of a of a highway or a river with floating logs uh or an equivalent you know traffic stream is definitely a lot more difficult than it would appear so um so yeah i've been driving past these deer and i'm seeing them decay a little bit every day kind of like when i was a kid uh, if an animal died in the woods we'd like go check on it every couple of days and i just remember eventually uh one summer coming back after we've been watching uh i don't know if it, i think it was maybe a possum or something that was dead and just finding the skeleton and just thinking wow nature is metal <sighs> and you know we all live on the edge in different ways. I mean, I, uh, I had this thing for a couple months where 
I was waiting until the last day uh, possible to to pay my my credit card. And uh, and I've been using my credit card kind of like people in their 30s uh, or, you know, anybody responsible uh, does where, you know, I'm just trying to get some points, get some cash back um, using my Amazon card and all that because I figure I spend money through Amazon. But uh, then I wait till like the 8th, which is when my billing cycle is due or whatever. And then I, I'm forget, I forgot my username and, you know, I get that adrenaline shot. I'm just like, you know, this is living. I was on the phone with uh, with customer service. I'm like, oh, I forgot my uh, my login and I'm at my parents house and I don't have the account number. And I was wondering if, uh, you know, and I and in that moment. I almost felt like I was getting ready to go skydiving. You know, I was a deer on the side of I-40, you know, watching the the traffic channel. I was, you know, I was, uh, I was out there frolicking in the fields with, uh, with no uh, protection, wondering if, uh, you know, I was going to have a little, a little baby y'all, (laughs) y'all approach, you know, metaphorically, right? This is all just a, a metaphor, uh, for nature, and you know we all do these little things um to feel a little more alive and uh in, in digital money is the move because apparently in this uh this covid 19 uh i don't know it's a phase or you know i might mention it and if you're listening to this and i'm on episode you know double zip uh one 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 five or whatever um then you know maybe coronavirus is kind of just something that uh it was a, a phase or maybe you know this is just sound traveling into outer space and it's really the uh the pandemic everybody fears but i don't want to create fear mongering because apparently the kill ratio is like mostly people in their 80s or 90s or compromised immune systems so uh i'm not living in fear and uh, my buddy ryan rj hauser who uh, made the show artwork he texted me something that i thought was kind of uh kind of poignant uh sounds kind of underhanded it was poignant and he was like hey man uh if you want to do it do it because you might postpone something and you don't know if a pandemic is gonna hit and derail your plans or dreams and uh he's a guy who uh, about two weeks ago or something like that was about to travel back to south korea um and he's the dude i visited but he uh he kind of postponed and I just thought, you know, that was that was important. You know, if you want to get to the other side of the highway and watch uh, and watch the channel for I forty South as opposed, to, or I, I mean, I forty East as opposed to I forty West, uh, you know, go for it. I mean, whatever, take a risk, take a shot. Uh, if you want to go to Korea during uh, a possible pandemic, live a little. I mean, you know, if you're a fatalist, however it's going to go down, it's going to go down, and that's one of my favorite things about uh, some of the Christian people I know. Um, when somebody passes, they just you know, the ultimate, like, as eh, I'll just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, Hey, eh, if it's your time, it's your time. <laughs> and that's, uh, Hey, you know, I don't always agree with everything people think about anything, but, uh, anything's better than nothing in these trying, trying times. Uh, and so they're saying that paper money is like not good during this, uh, virus stricken era, but I'm too stupid for, for digital money. I'm, I'm, digitally impaired i uh i tried to set up a bitcoin wallet uh you know maybe two or three years ago and i was too dumb to get it right uh you know so maybe i'm doomed to get sick i mean you know 
maybe I'm just staring, you know, every time I take out cash, you know, you're, you're playing, uh, you know, Wuhan roulette, but you know, they say cash is king. And uh, until I'm sponsored by the cash app, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm not going to stop using cash. And if I go digital, then I end up, you know, like I mentioned on the eighth, frantically trying to figure out my username, my account number, uh, so that I don't have to accrue interest and, uh, and affect my credit score. Because although I uh, complain about my student loans and stuff, I'm trying to get that balling credit score. Basically, my credit score is the equivalent of uh, like an early 2000s Jay-Z video on a yacht. You know, uh, my credit score is my yacht. So, uh, you know, we, we might not have much, uh, we millennials, uh, in terms of property, in terms of, uh, you know, estates. But uh, you can get a ball and credit score so some boomer can approve you to go further into debt for them. And that's not a bad thing at all. But, you know, I, I was just in too, too incapable for the, for the digital wallet. It's, but it doesn't, maybe it doesn't mean I'm, I'm too stupid. I'm just too tied to the penny. I mean, this is like when uh, people try to drive an older car. Um, and, you know, uh, if you drive an older automatic, you can't just floor it and speed up. You got to kind of, you know, finesse the transmission a little bit and ease off the gas. That's something my dad taught me. I probably destroyed this one van because I was always just, you know, pedal to metal to get up to speed. And then I'd be like, I don't know. I guess the engine just sounds like that. Because if you just floor it on an older automatic, you know, eventually it's just. And uh, you got to kind of let that, you know, make it easy on them. Don't make, don't, you know, you got to treat the machines kindly. And hopefully whenever the T-1000 approaches our our, uh, infrastructure, it looks on you and remembers when you kind of let it ease into third gear um, as opposed to just, you know playing fist of cuffs with the engine uh you know going into the the third round of a ufc fight with the transmission and, and not giving it any breaks you know you gotta you gotta be kind to our uh, machine i mean it's not like people who drive older cars and don't know how to treat them are stupid they just don't understand it's kind of like people who don't do well in school all right school's really no measure of uh actual intelligence and i you know as a teacher i don't want you to take that for what it's not what i'm saying is uh school is just a game that some people play better than others uh some of the smartest people i know or some of the smartest students i've taught um they just not, aren't you know uh parentally uh they're just not programmed for that game but you know that's kind of our job as as teachers in the in the testing era is to kind of teach you how to play that game so that you can unlock other uh, possibilities. You know, when you unlock that uh, achievement trophy for whatever standardized test, you know, you're training up. So uh, if you want, you'll have the opportunity. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're smarter than anyone else if you have better grades. It just means, you know, you know how to play that specific game. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you're able to play accordion, but you can't play the drums, well, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you have uh, a different set of capabilities. It's kind of like financial literacy, you know. I'm a. If you grow up wealthy, um, I imagine you have a different understanding for uh, finances. I, I had a different. I had a different understanding when I was younger. I'd ask my parents for things, and I really appreciate them. Uh, they sat me down one. I usually do the budget on a Saturday morning, 
they sat me down because I was kind of being pesky. Uh, and, you know, a lot of my friends had like Jordans and stuff. And I, n- I never went around school in rags. It's just like we would my parents would hook me up with what was reasonable, what we could afford. And uh, and I really kind of chilled out on the uh, incessant pestering for, uh, you know, material, really nice, overly nice material things. And I had a lot of nice stuff. I had video games. I had plenty of clothes. I had, you know, uh, instruments. But I guess my, my parents invested the money for me, the, the luxury goods and the things that I could turn into something else as opposed to just like a pair of Jordans that I would outgrow. And they sat me down. And they showed me the budget and they were like, okay, here's how much we make every week. Here's how much we take out for bills. Here's how much, you know, utilities cost. Here's how much we're left with after the food budget. So when we tell you um, that you can't have this, it's not because we don't love you. It's just because uh, this is how things are. And, you know, I really respected them for, uh, for not pushing themselves into debt for me um or you know just becoming yes men for me because uh when i got older you know you got to learn how to say no to yourself and um and that's kind of one of the elements i'm working on now with my relationship with food so yeah you know i just really appreciated that they they sent me down and, and broke it down for me and uh also you know that was part of what i guess motivated my father to um go back to college when the company he worked at for 16 or 17 years shut down and he's an engineer now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool just to see my parents able to, uh, to do the thing, you know, we used to go camping and I thought it's because my parents loved camping, but it turned out it was because we were, we kind of broke and, uh, and I love those memories and I still love camping. Uh, but you know, it's just cool how, uh, they can kind of, you know, feng shui, uh, you know, or Tai Chi that, that broke energy into something memorable when you're young and you don't even realize. Um, and you know, it's again, you know, when I say I grew up poor, I mean, that probably sounds extremely rude. Cause I'm talking about getting to go on a vacation. I had parents that could go do things for a weekend or a week here and there. So some people work every day of their life, multiple shifts and don't have time or, you know, ability or means to vacation. So everything's relative. It doesn't mean you're worse. It just means it's different. Kind of like how, you know, not being financially literate um, doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you got something to learn. So I guess that's about it. Um, I guess I'm going to get this instrumental fired up. Uh, The pod ran a little longer today. I'm always like, ah, it's going to be a short one, but I didn't even give you that pretense today. So I'm going to go ahead and get this instrumental fired up. And then we are going to be out of here. Thank you for listening to Boothin. If you uh, enjoy what you're about to hear, please uh, rate and review on Apple Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, or if you're using Spotify, follow. Uh, the best word is the word of mouth. So share this podcast to your story. Um, and the best way to do that is you hit share. Uh, through Spotify and then post it to your Instagram. Uh, that's been highly effective. Also, we're available on all the other apps, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, uh, Google Podcast, all that stuff. So uh, thanks for sticking around and let us booth. It's y'all, y'all. 
both. Shout out to Lucy and the Fur. Episode 19. It's a high height thing. Get to live my dream. Feeling like that king. Share a size candy bar. Transition intermittent. I've been faster. Get to rapping. That's my passion. I've been acting like myself. I'm trying to become less of myself. My capabilities might expire if they stay on the shelf. Contemplate the possibility of wealth. But I'd rather access better health. Mentally, physically, metaphysically, over analytically, we are taken from the bank of sleep. Trying to reach out to our dreams Accomplishing what dreams and fiends bring to the future So they no longer get the same I'm crying out to God but I just might have lost my voice Class president, three years, two years, they had no choice Let's get after it, let's go through with it The bad bunter, let's uh a crew ahead and push the bases movement Even if they trying to tell me that I grew up as the loser Accept the compliment I wonder consequences Of growing up Between the fences Left or right Either side I'm so apprehensive But when it comes to accepting the fate or future of podcasting I'm no longer pensive No longer pretending I could be the One that I wanna be the person I gotta be When it comes to socially Question my qualities I ran into Eddie at disc golf But I didn't go to disc golf The universe provides If you've yet to arrive Or if you've got to leave People wonder how it's gonna have to be My mom bought my podcast on mornings that she's missing me So I guess that I came through fighting No missing teeth They told me I'm Missing myself Looking at the moon by the road I see deers, they contemplate what They will do or won't If it's your time, it's your time Finessing the engine, finessing this mental I'm shifting my gears I live in the clear I'm sipping water more often than a beer Piercing thoughts with audio provided by Journey. I'm trying to get inside your mental, your ear. Wood stove for my chest. Make me wonder what's best. All right, all right. You've been listening to Booth, and this is episode trip zip 19. I think I'm going to call this one a recursive citation loop. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, time's the most valuable asset we have, and you have just been a chunk of yours with uh, the Booth and family. So thank you for tuning in wherever you may be or wherever you're not, whatever, you know, negative space matters. Anyways, uh, right now behind me, you're hearing Whiskey yet again. Uh, check out his band camp in the show notes. Um, he has awesome beats. If you're, if you're an artist, if you're a rapper, uh, or if you make, you know, visual content, and you're looking for some original production, uh, hit up 
my good buddy um Wyatt he's uh aka whiskey he's the man prior to that we actually had a uh a production from uh this was a booth and first appearance by uh journey or journey uh from lucy and the fur and that's a band that has hunter who you've heard on the show uh sheem og who i've mentioned and groovy groove so uh it's like basically uh a Wayne County super group, a North Carolina local super group. Um, so be sure to check out the Lucy and the Fur Instagram in the show notes. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe, follow, as I mentioned before the instrumental. And if you want stickers, uh, I've already sent out uh, one batch, but I'm looking to get these in the more people's hands. Um, totally free of charge. Just uh, hit the email or DM me on Instagram, and I'll get those in the mail to you. Until next Wednesday at 6.02 a.m., just in time for your commute uh, or the perfect length of a dog walk, we are boothin'.